Here we go. We are live. Hi there. Welcome to this GEG Global event. We'll be getting started shortly. In the meantime, head over to the chat section and connect with other educators by introducing yourself. Share where you're from, what you do in education, and even your Twitter handle. And if you have any questions right away, go ahead and ask them there. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so you receive updates on any GEG Global events. Stay tuned. We'll get started shortly. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. For some reason, no one can see me, but that's not a bad thing, I don't think. So welcome to the Movie Shop Boot Camp, and welcome in particular. We're really excited to have with us Hans and John tonight um, for a really, really great session. Please do um, say hello in the chat, introduce yourselves, Show us your Twitter handles and where you come from. And if you did join us via the long, wrong link, um, hopefully you're with us in the right place now. So without further ado, on behalf of Global GG, I'm going to hand over to Hans and to John. Awesome. Thanks so much, Darren. So happy to be with you guys. Thanks for joining us. So again, my name is Hans and my co-presenter is John. And uh, just to give you guys a heads up, I'm going to just refresh this tab. Um, if you went to the StreamYard link, make sure that you redirect to the YouTube link. And we'll be dropping some, um, some links in the chat as we go along. So uh, one thing that I'd like everyone to do is to go to bit.ly slash movies shot. And you're going to sign in on the sign in tab. You can find our slides there and explore the resources. And I'll give you guys about one and a half minutes to do that. And again, you're going to open a new tab, go to bit.ly slash movies shot. And while we're and doing that, Hans, I'll do a little filler. How does that sound? So uh, Sounds great. My name's John. I wanna give some attribution glory to Frank Gutler. He came up to my classroom and started us on this process. He had a, uh, he had a really cool lesson on this and uh, he figured it would take a whole day, an entire day. Uh, we were doing what was called an on-campus uh, um, on field trip. So we basically, the kids in my media class ditched all their classes to stay in my class for the whole day. And we made videos with Frank. And uh, so one of the things that came out of that was this used to be an all day project. And through working with watching my kids, I figured out, dude, this can be a one period project. So that's one part of it. Just wanted to give that shout out to Frank Gutler, super cool video guy. The other thing though, is if you are in our audience today and you're a teacher that teaches science or you teach, um, English or you teach history and you're tired of fairly crappy videos from your kids, this is a way to get kids that are in a subject area a lot better at making videos in one period. So hopefully that'll get folks excited. I know Hans has used it in a STEM, STEAM environment with his class. And the whole idea here is to build the kids ability to make videos that they're proud of at school and not things that look like uh, your grandma shot it on the on your family vacation to the Grand Canyon, right? So like, oh, look, dear, this is great. So part of the idea is a framework here where you can get kids shooting in a cinematic look really quickly with a small amount of prep in any class. So if you're a video teacher, welcome. But if you're not a video teacher, we will encourage you to try this out. Absolutely. So if you went to the website and what I'm going to do is I'm going to just jump over there so you guys can take a look um, on the landing page. You're going to see our live stream link to our YouTube video. And then if you click on sign in, there's a place where you guys can sign into this training that will help validate my Google trainer um, certification. If you click on slides, you'll be able to follow along um, the slides right there. If you click on resources, there are a ton of resources here. I have some student video exemplars from sixth grade students at my school. I also have some um, other examples. And then here's John Carippo talking more about what he called the shooting gallery. We're calling it Movie Shot Bootcamp. And then also I show you guys how to record uh, video shots with an iPhone for Flipgrid. And then there's some other resources. There's just a lot going on here. There's lesson resources. There's a shot sheet that's going to come in handy. Um, 
all sorts of things. So check that out. And then at the end of our session, if you would take time to do a 30 second evaluation, that will help us improve our um, our session. So let's uh, let's keep on going. John, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think we need to say thank you to the fabulous Geg people, Geg Global, for helping yes. us spread the word. You know, um, I can go back in time. I remember a time when a guy named Hall Davidson, and I'm sure there are some Hall Davidson fans out there. Uh, I was at a presentation of his in, I think, 2004, and he predicted a time when there would be $100 video cameras. And I was like, what? You are kidding me! And six months later, the, the uh, remember the flip cam that came out? And now, gosh darn it, all the kids have phones with cameras. So I think that this is really democratizing um, better filmmaking for kids. And plus, their TikTok views will go way up if, if they have a better uh, cinematic look for their videos, too. Absolutely. And again, the resources are all at bit.ly slash movies shot. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to John and you just tell me when you want me to click. So uh, this is kind of the key quote from this. I was teaching a film class in high school and I was, uh, it, was, it was a final cut class and all the kids had MacBooks and it was really, really cool. But what I, what I decided was, what I decided was it was almost November and my kids couldn't really make a video. Right. They, they, they couldn't really, they, we had spent so much time on the final cut, final cut, final cut that we didn't spend that much time on the shooting. Does that make sense on? Did I tell that story correctly? So, oh, yeah. So what I realized was instead of giving kids a scantron on what cinematography looks like, right. Or bubble test or lecturing on it. I was like, how can I flip this? so that I can get the, the, the vocabulary of film baked into their head. And so this is how literally how my kids will start the first day of school in my video class. And uh, I'm going back to the classroom next year. And this is probably one of the projects we'll do the first week of school. And here's why. I want my videos to look good all year. I don't just want them to look good at the end of a three or four week project that might get around to in January. Let's get right out of the gate. And so um, the idea here is how can I make this into a, a scheme that the kids can quickly begin using cinematography and, and using it in context. And one of my favorite compliments I ever got, Hans, uh, some of my kids tagged me on Instagram after they had been in my class, they were in their junior college film class and they were like, we already know all this. We're kind of bored today. And I was like, yes, the best. <laughs> so we can jump onto the next slide now. Awesome. So uh, a little bit of the learning objective and the learning outcome and Hans, feel free to jump in on this. Um, but basically having kids choose the appropriate platforms and tools for meeting the desired objectives. So like when we talk about uh, making video in class, it doesn't have to be we video, which I really like. It doesn't have to be iMovie, which I really like. It doesn't have to be Final Cut, which I really like. It doesn't have to be Premiere, which I've never used. Um, it could be TikTok. It could be uh, Instagram. It could be, um, oh, what was the other one? Flipgrid. Yes. Cause we're mm -hmm. going to demo that today. So really it's a paradigm shift because you don't need kids to be on any certain platform to have these communication tools. And then the other learning outcome that I really like is understanding the vocabulary about various filming shots and angles. And if you guys like this session, a friend of mine named Don Goble, he has taken the good old, um, um, Hemingway six word story. And he's adapted that into six shot story. And so after his kids do this project, they have to go through the 19 shots and pick the six shots to tell the story in exactly six shots, not seven, not five. And they can only use each shot once. So you're really getting the kids at a higher level of creativity. I'm just pausing there. Oh, I see you go on to the next slide. Perfect, Hans. Okay, so this feels like uh, Stephanie, Stephanie are, are running this show right now. It's kind of chaotic. Uh, the wrinkle, okay, so there's no script. So this is what I visualize in a lot of classrooms. The teacher says to the kids, you can't have the camera till your script is done. And 10-year-old John and Hans are like, maybe I won't ever do a script. So what now? So what I decided was let's just eliminate the script from the whole scenario. So basically I give the kids, we go straight to the shots, 
no script. And I've actually, it's great because kids that are programmed by school are like, don't we have to write a script? And I'm like, nope. And they're like, but what's it going to be about? And I go, you don't get it, man. It's just shots. It's just shots. And when you arrange them how you like, it'll look good on its own. And the kids freak out with this. But part of the reason I'm doing that is I don't want to wait two or three weeks for that script to be developed, right? I don't want to wait that long. I want to get them shooting right now. And then it's a weird paradox because what happens is they get more excited about making videos once their videos look good. Interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting angle there. So uh, I show the kids a little bit. If you want to go to the next one, Hans, I showed the kids um, just for history. This is the first video ever on YouTube that was uploaded by one of the YouTube creators. It is a cinematic gem. All right, so here we are, one of the uh, elephants. Um, cool thing about these guys is that, is that they have really, really, really long. Um, okay, you can stop it now, Hans. So I, I show the kids that. I'm like, these are the guys that invented YouTube, and their video kind of sucks, right? But they just wanted to see if it worked. So what we don't want to do is shoot something that looks like this for all of our projects. We want to get into some bird's eye view and some, some hero angle and some follow shots. We want and uh, a much bigger scale than just this classic medium shot. Okay, Hans, next one. Anybody remember Numa? Numa right? so. Okay, stop it. I can't stand it anymore. I was totally getting into it, John. <laughs> So like I tell kids, I don't want this kind of look either. We're going for a cinematic look here. Now we can reveal them the list of the shots for the first time. Okay. So the, the, the shots, there's about 19 classic shots. Now, if you get to mastery level, there's about 35 or 40 total shots. And it's a lot like barbecue or macaroni and cheese or even hot dogs for that matter. You can combine these in new ways. And one of the things I teach the kids is a lot of times the, the when the kids get better, they will move from a, they, they will now sequence things. So a follow shot goes to a contract dolly, goes to a pullback reveal. And just like in this, I got this from Frank Gutler too. Um, a sentence is a shot, right? And a scene is a paragraph. But we got to get them on these basic shots first. And that's a really big thing. So I will literally print this out and you guys have the slides. I will print it out and hand it to the kids. And then Hans, we can get right into the shots. This is basically the way my class would start. I would hand the kids that paper and say, get ready to take some notes. So shots one through three, a master or establishing shot. If any of you guys have ever watched the Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, Quincy, the kids are like, what? I go, okay, a sweet life of Zach and Cody. Um, you know, you just switch the shows, but basically all the shots in, in a TV show show you where it is. The first thing you see is where it is. And they call that a master or establishing shot. And you show the outside of the building. Think friends. What do you always see? Central perk, right? What do you always see? The outside Seinfeld. So then you go to a full or a wide shot. It's a little closer in. And then the third one is a medium shot. And the medium shot is what happens. Uh, this sequence happens in a lot of cowboy films. So what you'll see is visualize with me old Western town from far away, main street dude walking down, uh, actually riding his horse down the main street, but he's still kind of this big. And then it cuts to the guy and the horse. And then Hans next slide. Then we get into the medium close-up shot, the close-up and the extreme close-up. So now the medium close-up shot might be the guy sitting on the patio or the, 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 the outside of the bar. And he looks and he sees a stranger. Then we cut to the Stranger make eye contact and the stranger. Ooh, 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 ooh. So there's this sequence medium, close up, close up, and extreme. Okay, next shot. Next slide. Now we're going to get into some of the more technical ones. You guys might know these, but you may not know why people use them. The extreme uh, angle shot is used uh, to make, um, to make uh, the it's kind of the hero angle or dramatic angle. So there's a difference here. Extreme angle is used to make things seem really big. So you'll see this in Godzilla movies. You'll see it in um, 
in uh, Transformers. They're trying to make the thing look gigantic. On the other hand, you've got bird's eye view, which is opposite. Now you're looking down at something and you'll see this when people die, they pass out, they've, they've uh, become disoriented, or when you want to make things seem small or insignificant. And then the low or dramatic angle, and I'll model this right here, the lower dramatic angle is where you put the camera low. And so it puts you into what we call the hero position. And in the hero position, we're looking up just a little bit. And that's why Tom Cruise looks taller than he is in Mission Impossible movies. So next slide. We've already done nine angles. Now, also, just a pause for you teacher folks. The kids would actually have these slides so they could run around on their phones, their iPads, their Chromebooks, and they would have access to these. Depth staging is another interesting and important shot. And it's where you've got one person in the foreground and one person in the background. And that gives it a 3D look with one character right up close and another character far back in the distance. That's depth staging. And then planar staging, which is funny because kids struggle with spelling this one because they want to spell it all kinds of different ways. But basically, everybody's on one plane. And two famous shots that have this would be uh, at the end of uh, Star Wars. I think it's Empire Strikes Back when they're all getting their medals. They're all lined up. And there's a Lord of the Rings sequence where everybody's being honored and they're in planar staging. And we need a name for that, right? If we're doing a thing, like if you like a Little Miss Sunshine as a movie, there's a point where all the contestants are set up in what, Hans? Plane or stage Or a plane, right. So you want to give all the kids that lingo. So next slide. And we're going to get a little more technical. This is one of my favorites. It's pullback reveal. And the key to pullback reveal is that you reveal the fuller nature of a scene. Now, here's a, a, a kid made this one. Or did you make this, Hans? Um, I think a kid made it. Now, technically, it's fine, except it's missing one piece, which is it's supposed to reveal a larger truth that's something funny or scary. So like one of my kids, uh, they shot this, and the, there's a water bottle sitting there. And then a hand knocks the water bottle down, and then the camera pulls back to see that the student is head down on their desk, and they don't want to be bothered by that water bottle. So you'll see this a lot of times like in a murder movie where you'll see something like a knife or an implement, and then you pull back and you see the grander scheme. So that's a pullback reveal. And bonus points if you guys point that out to your, your uh, significant other or kids in any film tonight. You'll get bonus points. Okay, contract Dolly. Go ahead and hit play on that one, Hans. Contract dolly, it only really happens at the end, but the dolly is going towards the character. So watch this again. The dolly is going towards the character while the character is coming towards the camera. These are great for chase scenes. Now, a collapse dolly is the opposite. The camera is going backwards and the character overtakes it. And these are good for car chase scenes, people running in like born movies, stuff like that. So you see that the camera is rolling backwards and the characters overtake it. So those, those are two that are important if you're going to be doing chase scenes. And guess what, Hans? When you're teaching seventh grade and up film, chase scenes are going to happen. So now I can say things like, make sure you contract and collapse dolly, you guys. And then they have better videos. Okay, next slide. Okay, point of view. I shouldn't have to coach you guys too much on this. And point of view is literally the person's point of view. It's what they're looking at. And in the old days, they were desktop computers, like in War Games with Matthew Broderick. But now you're going to see laptops and you're going to see phones. Anytime you're seeing what the character is seeing, that's a POV shot. Okay, next one, Hans. And then this one is one of my favorites. This is Dark Voyeur. And Dark Voyeur, if you've ever seen movies that sound like this, chock, 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 and they go on and on. If you look at Dark Voyeur, now you see the classic mode would be, I'm looking through the bushes to see the character is what's going on. And it intimates, it's telling us that somebody who has nefarious intentions is watching the good character. Now, here's what's happened, though. In the modern uh, a cinematic era, they're starting to put these little fuzzy elements uh, that you see on the left and right. They're starting to just put things in the foreground because it turns out that it makes it feel like you, the viewer, are there. So I've actually seen like football movies where they've got something in the foreground in the middle of the field. So that's like a person's leg or helmet. But the idea is it makes you feel like you're there. So dark voyeur is not as dark as it used to be. And then we're almost done. 
and then we're going to do some hands-on the shadow shot another classic and easy one the shadow shot is a really good way for kids if they're going to have a video that uh wants to look scary but not literally show the scariness like think twilight zone right back in the day they didn't show blood they didn't show violence you can do a lot of things with a shadow shot um and and, and it's it's literally a shadow and we've all seen these in like um, detective movies, or there's a really cool kind of shadow shot in, I think it's Prince of Egypt, where the shadows on the wall come to life. So there's a lot of fun things kids could do with shadow shot. But if they don't know what it is, guess what, Hans? Never going to use it. And that was another one of my favorite moments. I had a kid at the JC level. Uh, she texted me. She said, I told the kids in my class today, we need a shadow shot right here. And the kids were like, what's a shadow shot? And she goes, oh, that's right. You weren't in Kripo's class. Let me tote you. So that's that's what I love out of students, right? When they really get it going. Yes, Robin, shower, sheen, shower scenes. Safe shower scene is using the shadow shot while the student can be fully clothed. Okay, two to go. The follow shot, which is really funny. It's basically following characters while they walk. But again, in variety, if kids don't think that way, um, all you're going to get is people running by, people running by, people running by. So when you combine the follow shot with the collapse and con uh, contract dolly shots, you've got a chase scene. And when the chase ends it, you end it with a pullback reveal, right? <laughs> And you see that the character is fine and the car is wrecked. Or you see the character is dead and the car is wrecked. But you reveal it, right? You don't just show it. So that's a follow shot. Another super easy one. And then the last shot of today's sequence, and then I'll hand it over to Hans. Shot 19, over the shoulder. This is how we shoot dialogue, people. We do not do this. Hans, do you want to go to the prom with my friend? Yes, I do. It will be great. I agree. So we're not going to do that, you guys. We're going to shoot over the shoulder. And this is a variation of that depth staging business. So you have, in this case, McKenna is talking to the other girl. You can see the hand movements. And then we've got uh, AJ's brother. Um, oh, I can't remember AJ's brother's name right now. Um, they're, they're, they're in dialogue. So what the camera has to do is the camera has to swap scenes. And what I have the kids do is one character does all of their dialogues. You know, line one, line two, line three. Then the camera moves. Then the other character shoots line one, line two, line three. Then you can do a medium shot of both of them. Boom. You got a scene ready to go. So it's super fast. Now, uh, uh, Hans, next slide. Perfect timing. So what happens here is now the kids have this list and we've done a quick run through and then go to the next slide, Hans. Here's what I would normally do with the kids, but not today. I'll do a little, uh, I'll do a little uh, toy story. Not today, Zerg. Um, using the following slides as a guide go back one hans i want to walk people what what they would do so sure in in groups of two to three kids film all 19 shots each shot should be at a two to three second video only film with one person's phone okay that's the point person you can film uh do not holding it uh yeah don't do any vertical video and then the point person uploads the shot to google drive and then everybody in this case would edit and that's one of the shifts here one shooter, because I don't need 30 cameras uploading, right, Hans? I don't need that. I'm going to put him in groups. Right. One shooter, they upload to their drive. They share. Everybody's pulling into WeVideo. The same basic plan works for iMovie or uh, Premiere or any of the basics. But we're going to throw out a really cool angle today with Flipgrid. But this is this is what the students would be typically doing now. Like, And I would literally tell them, why are you still in my classroom, bro? Get out of here. Some kids end up shooting theirs as a chase scene. I've had kids do like a Bollywood theme. Um, we've done the new student model that at one spin, just like people just like being creepy in all the different shots, creepy shadow shot, creepy follow shot, creepy over the shoulder. But Hans, you take them up to what we're going to do for today. All right. So guys, we've talked a lot about the movie shot boot camp, but now we're going to do it. And this is what we're going to do. Okay. In a minute, not now, you guys are going to be recording a video on Flipgrid. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to bust out your phone, turn on your camera and scan this QR code. That's going to take you. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. Boop, it pops up a link at the top. I'm going to take that and it's going to take me to Flipgrid where you guys are going to click the green plus sign. You may have to download the Flipgrid app. That'll be handy to have. Um, but once you're there, in fact, let's, um, let's just go there. I'm going to paste this in here.
So you're gonna go to Flipgrid. It looks like this. You're gonna scroll down. I have a how to record video shots on Flipgrid video that will take you through what this looks like. It it's about a two minute video. Um, but basically you're going to tap this green plus sign and you're gonna log in with your Google account, sign in with Google, and then you're going to use this part to record. Um, and here's what I love about what Hans did is, guess what, you guys? If your film kids aren't in your class, we're still doing this. We're just doing it in Flipgrid. It's beautiful for a COVID environment. Right. And if you're recording your video on your phone on the Flipgrid app, um, you're going to record three separate shots. So you're going to record one shot, pause it, and the first shot you're going to record is one that you know from that list of 19. And the second shot you're going to record is another one that you're familiar with. But the third shot is one that you just learned that you were new to today. And as you record, you're going to say the name of the shot. And I've created an exemplar here. Extreme close-up. Oh, I love your voice in this, Hans. Pullback review. Dark Voyeur. So that's it. It's an 18-second video, three shots, two that you don't uh two that you know and two that you don't know so that's what you guys are going to do you're going to be creating this right now we're going to give you uh how much time should we give them john what do you think two 10, hours two or five hours no we'll give them about no way 12, let's go 12 minutes and i'm going to answer a few questions um david farley yes it'll work just as good on an ipad as an iphone totally cool if you got a camera and flip grid you're gone dude and then uh, Gary Hart, um, you'll love this little story. A friend of mine, Andy Losick, he he had a friend who was a, and if you guys, anybody yearbook teachers or you teach photography, this same exact concept works in photography. You're just not going to do movements, right? So uh, Andy's friend said we had, uh, he had like the worst yearbook ever on the way, just horrible pictures. And so they made a still version of this and they had the kids do crowd shots, medium, establishing point of view. They, they went through and did all the pieces and then... Um, he said within three weeks, their kids were producing much better, um, much, much better um, pictures for their yearbook. All right. So you guys are going to, um, if you're in the slides, you can, oh, thanks, Stephanie. Um, you, uh, Anna Bid, you guys can click on here um, or you can scan this QR code with your phone, go straight into the Flipgrid click on that plus plus sign. Oh, there's the, there's the, uh, the grid code right there. Seven lowercase E six zero two one lowercase E eight. And, uh, it's also been dropped in the chat. So just click on that link, sign into your flip grid and get going guys. So what do you think, John, how much time well, should we get? Let's go. Let's start the clock at 10 minutes. And then if we got a few dragglers, that's okay. Last time we had a theme, which I'm not going to mention a theme which was fun so we're not going to talk about that because we want to not pollute these these creative people with preconceived notions um, awesome. the other thing is if anybody is not flip greeting right now just ask us some questions in the chat so like if you're like hey i get this and i'm i just want to ask questions we can answer questions while you guys are just uh chilling and hanging out and then right. we're going to view we're going to view uh your flip grids here in a few minutes and remember i'll just repeat from hans Three shots, two that you know, one new one. And for those of you who don't know, who don't remember what the shots are, you can refer to our slides. Mm -hmm. um, slides 11 through 21 have all the shots. And somebody else jumped in there and said, yeah, 60 minutes does lots of over the shoulder, right? When they're doing interviews. You don't do the interview. This is called a two shot. You got two characters. So what they did was they've got one in the foreground and then one they're talking to. And if you need to have those slides as a reference, I'm going to see if, um, Baron, I'm going to drop that in the, um, the private chat and maybe you can paste that in the public chat. That's probably the only thing I don't like about StreamYard is I can't communicate in the live comments. I wish I could do that. 
Right, 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 right. The admins can, but we're just hangers on. Can you download a Flipgrid video and upload it to YouTube, Hans? What's your answer? Yes, you yes, bet. you can. Absolutely. So I'm going to jump in and refresh. Oh my goodness, it looks like Kathy has already uploaded her nice. first Flipgrid video about Larry the dog. Love it. So um, after our timer goes off, we are going to, how much time do we? Um, so we have about seven minutes left. Let me fast forward that to seven minutes. Um, we're going to have a mini uh, film festival, guys. We're going to look at what you've created and yeah. And if you're still on the line, you can drop in your questions into the chat and we can and we can answer those questions. Just didn't be able to put another student's Flipgrid on YouTube. So I don't believe there is a way that students would be able to download someone else's video. I'm pretty sure, I'm curious about that. Let well, what, it depends. Elise, are you wanting them to not do that? Are you worried about them doing that? Or are you wanting them to do that? Because the other way to do that would be um, just uh, take, you could take the student Flipgrids and download them into your drive folder and you'd be good to go. Um, but uh, I, I agree with Hans. I don't think kids uh, could just take that clip straight from Flipgrid and throw it up on YouTube. That being said, don't forget, once it's digital, it's digital, which means they could screen right. record it on their phone. So yep. that's just part of the world we got to get in there. And that's part of uh, digital citizenship, having that conversation. Um, so if you're worried about breaching student privacy, um, Flipgrid is really great about locking things down. Uh, when you set up your grid, you can make it so that only people with your domain Google um, email address can um, access those videos. So it's very safe, very secure. But just like in life, a student could bust out a phone and record that student in real life in the same way they could record that student digitally if they've, you know, like what John was saying. One uh, hack for that though, Hans, hey, is Sue. you, your person does not have to be in the videos. Have the kids get a Lego toy or a dinosaur and put the dinosaur in the videos. And that takes care of all your privacy issues. You don't need actual people in the videos. So that's super right. easy too. So like if a kid submits a video with just a plastic dinosaur in there, I'm pretty okay <laughs> with the fact that that kid will not get bullied for their, for their dinosaur looks. So there's a couple of neat options. Hi, Mama Sue. Mama Sue's here. Hey, Sue. Woo, woo. <laughs> Represent. And then just Looking to wrap up what you're saying, Elise, real quick is, you know, yeah. my goal is always to create a classroom where it's safe to create and share, right? Um, we, we work with kids that are in a public school. So I totally get the fact that some classrooms, that's a much trickier operation. But as an educator, my goal is always to set up so that kids can and happily share. Uh, but it's a great question for sure. And Gianna, um, your question is, I want students to create their own videos and be able to use the stickers and filters and Flipgrid then upload them to create a digital portfolio. So after the kids upload their video to Flipgrid, they're going to have this little window that gives them the choice to download their video and download their selfie. So if you kind of get them into the habit of doing that to download it onto their device, Mm -hmm. upload it to drive or YouTube or, you know, Google sites or whatever you're using for their um, digital portfolio that can be done, but you're going to have to work that into the workflow. We have about three and a half minutes left. Let's check on our Flipgrid. Oh my goodness. We have one, two, three, four, five, six people who have uploaded their videos. Lisa, um, Philomena, Robin, Chris, and Stephanie, their videos are ready to go for a mini film festival. Um, how do you zoom in and out with Flipgrid? Great question. You move the camera closer. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I do it. There you go. If you want to pull back reveal, pull back to reveal. And frankly, uh, in most film environments, kids aren't zooming very often. So um, that there's there shouldn't there shouldn't be a lot of shots where kids are literally zooming 
and Chris, we're excited to see what your video is like. It sounds like you're volunteering to go first, which I'm okay with. <laughs> and I know on my video, when I was, um, when I was doing my dark voyeur, um, shot with the dinosaur, I was able to pinch like pinch and zoom on my, on my iPhone. So mm -hmm. pinch and zoom, that's a thing that you can do. But yeah, the pro tip would be to actually physically move that camera forward. Yeah, Bruce Riker, I want to add on, and you might be able to really have some fun with this. Um, I think when kids get into a video class, a lot of times they worry about what the camera is pointing at, but they tend to be on the same level and plane. And what I really got into with my kids was uh, it's where the camera is. See that little shift? Is the camera where my face is? Is the camera on the ground looking up? Is the camera in the sky? Where the camera is is probably 50% of video because you, it's not just a matter of standing there and saying, hey, I got a shot of Hans, 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 because it all tends to be at uh, chest level and Hans is medium frame. What we want to do is move the camera around um, so that it's low sometimes, it's high sometimes, it's it's over here sometimes. Moving it around is really key, I think, to getting that going. All right, you guys have about a minute and a half left to get your video into the Flipgrid, and then we will do our mini film festival. And, and again, uh, even though we're sharing a lot, Hans, that's on pedagogy right now, we're going to get this done in an hour, right? And so you can do this with your classes, you guys. You can do it remotely. It'll totally work. Ooh, I can't wait to listen to Chris's radio voice. Nice. Ooh, and busting it out. And uh, creating an example video for the kids is great. Um, the pro is they get to see what what is possible. The con is is you've kind of given them a template, and sometimes I copy you. So sometimes I just I don't like to show them anything. I'll show them some of those you know examples that we went through on the slides, but um, I almost like for the kids to discover it on their own and to surprise the other students when we do the film festival. Ooh, and Jeremy has an interesting uh, voyeur shot. Now, as we're prepping for this, remember that the culminating activity is the most important part of this work, which is the miniature film festival. And so what we do is we can do it a bunch of different ways. We could set up, um, and I'm just giving people a little more time to get red carpet ready. Um, one of the things that we do is we critique each other's films. And I start building in the idea of pickup shots. And so when you make real movies, there are pickup shots. You can you can look this up, you guys. Uh, on several of the Star Wars films, they threw out entire scenes and had to go back and reshoot the whole thing. So one of the things I'll do is I'll set up a Google form with all the shots, and the kids can go correct, 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 correct. And if they mess up the dark voyeur, because sometimes the dark voyeur is just stuff in front of the camera. That's not what we're going for. Then the whole class says, ooh, dark voyeur wasn't quite right. They offer feedback. So we're also building this collaborative feedback model, and it's really, really cool. Exactly. So, so getting the kids into the habit of viewing someone else's work, telling them one thing they did well, how they met the criteria, mm -hmm. and one thing they can do to make it better. So if, we were, if you were our students, we would take you through that process. All right, let's start our mini film festival. We're going to start with David. And let's go. Extreme close-up. Ooh, we got a double. Oh, Boom. Nice. Two and one. Combo. Hero shot. Oh, it's a literal hero. <laughs> <laughs> and and what he did is great because there's no people, right? So what's our what's our privacy issue? Nothing. Ooh, I love this music room. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a serious music room. I was there. able to pinch like pinch and zoom oh there's my on voice my, <laughs> my iphone so mm -hmm. pinch and zoom that's a thing that you can do all right so here's kim's oh yeah dark voyeur you Ooh, betcha nice. yes i don't know about haunting but terrorizing the arizona desert <laughs> the detectives were trying to find out if she had traveled much as they surveyed the room, they realized. Pullback reveal. Pullback, nice. The a pullback reveal. Nice. In a bird's eye view, we see that the Cornish pixie 
was the only one that Professor Lockhart was able to pull <laughs> in midair. Ooh, whoa. Love it. Love it. Love it. Here's Tiffany's. Establishing shot. <laughs> Probably the only thing I don't like about streaming is I can't communicate. There's a dog. Love it. So, oh, look at that. Extreme close up. Oh, that's so cute. Baby down. Pull back reveal. So there's a couple of the. Hi, Mama Sue. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Love it, man. Babies and dogs. Napping baby and you know, knocking out the shots. After the kids upload oh, their video to Flipgrid. They're going to have this little window this that gives the them the choice to download their video and download their <laughs> selfie. Woo! Good job, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, I love it. Extreme close-up. We get some radio voice going here. Ooh, that sounds Extreme good. Extreme angle. Yes! <laughs> Modern voyeur. <laughs> what an obedient actor you have there. <laughs> you look thrilled. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Contract Nolly. POV. Bird's eye. Nice. Okay, oh, these quick are great, pause. guys. Quick pause. Oh, hang on. Here, I'll pause it. I want a okay. model. I want a model because that POV was actually an over the shoulder. So, but this is what would happen yeah. in class. That would happen in class. It, it, was, it was one of the shots, but it wasn't that shot so it just misnamed so i give the student at this point two choices name the shot correctly or reshoot and so in a pov you should not see the character uh that loosely and then the student can argue back and say yeah because but when the girl looked over her shoulder she could not be pov in that mode so in pov we see exactly what the character sees but that's the kind of feedback the kids would get all right, right. Keep going. And it, all right let's keep going here's jessica's Point of view. Yes! Get that Nice. <gasps> Whoa! What a great book. So awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. And a shadow. Got a little shadow shot in that one, too. Nice. Oh! Such miniature <laughs> draw. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. <clears throat> Up close shot. There you go. <laughs> nice. Oh, here's Stephanie's. Stephanie Bird's R. Bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. Low okay. dramatic angle. Yes. Imagine this water bottle is a person. So we're having a conversation. <laughs> Maybe it's over the shoulder. <laughs> I feel like Stephanie's done this before. See me. And credit, the over shoulder shot is hard to do by yourself because getting the camera in just the right spot is tricky. That was fabulous. All right. Here's Rhonda's. Extreme close up. Mm -hmm. Oh, Rhonda, I saw this on Love Twitter. You got some depth of field there. Oh, back reveal. Look at that. Two shots in one, Hans. Two in one. Yes. Bird's eye. That is such a beautiful piece of art. That's fabulous. Awesome. Bing, bing, bing. Just like that. Stephanie H again. Which what? Is very recorded on their phone. It so is Abbott's birthday. Woo! Abbott's birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Abbott. Abbott. Where green food coloring spills. Ooh. In that same very world. I love it. Okay, cool. <laughs> that was awesome. So again, on that one, it didn't have the names of the shots. So I would just ask the student to just add the names and and, and you're good. That way, because we're building vocab, right, Hans? I guarantee right. you at the end of the session, even though everybody only did three shots, they didn't do all 19 people are going to be watching Toy Story and not going, oh, that was a good pullback reveal. And that's where we want our students. Right. And I do love the camo hat. I got that hat, uh, Chris. That was a sweet hat. All right. We have a few more. This is Robin. Extreme close-up. Nice. Low yes. Angle. Yes. <gasps> that was a little dark voyeur at the start there. Voyeur. Yes. Okay. So I would have left door in there a little bit more but it, it was close we enough for your art shots and somebody else jumped in there that, that in the uh, oh yeah <laughs> good good fake right dark boy here love it that works about larry the dog love it so Go back reveal um after our timer goes love it good job all right and here's I'll, lisa's there's a shaker. oh go I'd ahead like john it's only 43 minutes after the hour 
I know. This is this is easily done in a one-hour class. And again, the other thing I stressed at the beginning is all of your kids' videos are going to be looking better in their language arts videos, in their history videos, in their science videos. It, it This approach, and it's, it's very much an edge of protocols approach because one more little fun thing for you guys. This is how I start my Media One kids, but this is also the first project after Christmas break and the kids go, hey, we already did this. And I go, good, it should be better. <laughs> and this is exactly. also the end of the year shot right? They, they also close out media one with this and they go, Hey, we already did this. And I go today, we're going to use the big cameras. So no more flip grid. We're going to move on to the DSLRs. And so that it cranks them up. Right. And then guess what? Media two first project this, but in final cut. So their, their cognitive load remains low because they know what the expectation is. They're focusing on the details of the new camera. And so this is part of that edge of protocols mindset of embracing reps and having kids move through at a low um, cognitive load. But in, in a COVID-19 environment, Flipgrid is fabulous for this. Exactly. Awesome. Let's watch a few more. Lisa. Okay. Shelter. And I'm going to yeah. ask a few questions. Um, David, are you listening? You Extreme close-up. Oh, with a, the reverse of a pullback Six, reveal. Yeah. Six, zero, two, one, Dark voyeur. <laughs> and uh, it's also been dropped in the chat, so just click on that link, sign into your flip. Oh, yeah, that creepy Thanks. leg Flipped. there, too. <laughs> and then here's Kathy's extreme close up. Pull back reveal. And Stephanie, to your comment, remember now the kids do the same exact project, but they just move from flip grid to final cut. Right. So their cognitive load on what the work is remains very low and they, they'll just slide right into it. Awesome. I think we I think we got all of the videos. Everyone, you did an amazing job on your on your movie shot creations. Thank you guys for participating. I mean, imagine if imagine if you did like a um Imagine if you did a staff meeting where, you know, the whole staff at your school site got to participate in this and, and then everyone had the same vocabulary so that, you know, the first grade kids, they could participate in this. I've done this with first grade students. You'd want to team them up and take it slow and chunk it out. But um, what if they went through all, you know, six grades or all eighth grades having this knowledge and having opportunities to share what they're learning by creating these videos for whatever they're doing. Yep. And then the ultimate for me with the kids is what they do is as seniors or advanced video students, they're making a meta video. So imagine this, there's a kid shooting the shooting. So when you're doing a follow video, the person with the camera is getting filmed and they do it picture in picture. So here's the shot that you see in the film and down here in picture in picture, you've got a shot of what the camera person is doing. And my seniors or my advanced kids make that video, which then becomes the training video for my freshmen. Less work for me. That's why I'm so young and fresh. I do less work. <laughs> hey, Hans, can yeah. you take us down to slide 29 as we start wrapping up here? Absolutely. Let's go there. So let me jump ahead here. All right. So this is the part that we call the mini film festival. And I would literally have the kids pop popcorn and we'd watch the shots and label them correctly. Now here's the brilliance of Hans. When he said we could flip grid this kids can make the comments where Hans in flip grid. Yes. So that's even better, right? So if you're in a COVID scenario where your kids are remote, it's all good, right? It's all good. Um, Robin, what, can get them to be creative. You know what gets them to be creative? The irony to me is I tell them I'm not giving you anything. It's on you. And if you look at, and Hans has lived this now, if you look at what happened today with creativity, it's that weird constraint thing. I am not, they'll say, they'll beg me. What's the theme? No theme. Come on. What's the storyline? Your problem. But you got 49 <laughs> minutes left, so you better start shooting. And it's so funny to see what they come up with. And yes, yes Lisa, you can be in my class. Lisa wants to be in my class. She can be in my class for sure. All right. I want to show a little bit more, Hans, if you'd slide down to slide 36. Absolutely. Let me jump. And up. then we'll right. really start moving into the Q&A piece. 
Um, th they're in this slide deck. If you guys go down to slide 36 and then Hans, we're just going to bop through these, right? So this awesome. is, this is what the workflow looks like. Um, go to slide 38, right? Uh, 38, um, no template. This is literally the, the click and go instructions on how to do this first time. Choose a blank project. Next slide, upload your shots. Next slide, insert all 19. And then this is where the creativity gets fun. I tell the kids any order you like. And you can change mm -hmm. the order by dragging. I don't care what order they're in. There's no storyline. And then I might say something like, uh, go into editing, uh, next slide, insert all 19, use only uh, each shot only one time, slide 42. And yes, Ms. Jenkins, this has nothing to do with story. This is raising their cinematic eye. That's all it is. Vocab and cinematic eye. You are exactly right. I will get to stories later, like what I told my kids in my final cut class. This is not a script writing class. This is a cutting and shooting and editing class. In fact, uh, to your point, Mrs. Jenkins, I'll send the kids over to Internet uh, Script Movie Database, IMSDB. I will have them take scripts and just shoot them because I don't want to wait four weeks for kids to get the script done. I will give them uh, scenes from uh, 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis because most kids haven't seen that. I'll give them a scene and say, shoot that sucker. Name your shots. Go, go, go. <laughs> so it's really cool. And David, of course you want them to tell a story, but that's not the uh, purpose of this lesson. We'll get onto the story stuff later. This is just lightening the cognitive load to what are the shots that make a this good This is story. giving them the tools that they need to tell a story. Like this yep. is pre-story uh, tools. I don't yep. know what that would equate in literary terms. Um, uh, well, yeah. you're just going to develop a story arc. Uh, well, I would say it this way, Hans. I teach literary devices. I don't teach books. When I teach the kids literary devices, their comprehension goes up because just teaching a book won't make your comprehension go up. Waving a camera around won't make your video better. You have to have a plan. So when you're writing a story, you say, this is the perfect spot for irony. I need a subplot. Ah, we're going to end with poetic justice. If you don't have those skills in writing, your essays are not going to be that good. So go back one for me, Hans. Editing, um, on the, uh, go back to 42. Yeah. So add a title on each shot that's the name of the shot. Now, of course, we did this by audio in Flipgrid, or you could add titles in Flipgrid. But this is one of the key elements. They need to name each shot because that's owning it. Okay, 43, Hans. I let them drop in music. I just say this. Whatever music you think accentuates your film. Not up to me, right? So you can add music that sounds scary or music that sounds fun. If you want a fun editing video, look up Shining, The Shining, Happy Version. <laughs> on YouTube. And there's a person that has recut the trailer so that it looks like the best family film of all times. So you teach kids that music sets the tone. Okay, next slide, Hans. And then wrap it up. Vid, vid, uh, upload at 480. We don't need high def for this. We're probably going to throw it away, right? <laughs> and then uh, let's blip through real quick on 45. So I also dropped in how this looks for the iMovie people. So just go one slide at a time, Hans. Choose a new project, next slide. Select movie, next slide. Insert the 19 shots in any order, next slide. Uh, add the title on each shot, and there's how. Basic lower third's a great choice, next slide. Ding, 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 you walk your way through it. And so um, that is the elements that you need to be able to do this project in iMovie. And so you can see that the flow is really similar. Get your shots uploaded. As a fun byproduct, this is the first crappy iMovie or we video that they're going to make, right? Because we're not hung up on two weeks of editing. Slap in the 19 shots, put in the titles, call it done. And those things that kids need to learn, like how do I share it and where does it go and how do I log in? You get all those taken care of in this wacky fun process. You don't, you don't go heavy duty brain power. So, um, Hans, my part's done. What else you got for us? Yeah. So, um, the only other thing I would want to remind you guys of is, um, if you're curious about what this looks like in actual students, um, um, in actual student work, go to bit.ly slash movies shot, and then go to resources. And this is the website all of you guys have access to. And the and I made a playlist. Uh, this is just one example of um, here. I'll, I'll just play a few seconds of this. This is what. Uh, let me turn that down a little bit. So here you see them um, getting super short shots. They're naming the shots. 
Um, I I didn't give them any directions. I just told them, you know, go out, get the shots. So, and then I have a playlist of 41 other sixth grade videos here that you can look through. You can share as examples for other students. Um, and then this is a really fun one that a student did um, that I like to show my students to just show them how creative this can be. And I'm gonna get this full screen here. In this one, they're actually telling a story. And Hans, you didn't tell them do ninjas, right? You didn't say add no. taiko drums. You said do the thing. This one's really good, by the way. Now, this this one I was not responsible for. This I found on YouTube, and they did an amazing job. It's it's awesome, and it's fun yeah. to show kids this. Like when 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 kids say, "What should we do for a script?" You just play this and go do something like that. Get out of here. Like I'm right. not going to go on and on about developing it. So this contract dolly, collapse dolly. Oh my gosh, this kid's good. Oh yeah. I've never seen this one. Oh no, the sister strikes back. Now we got a battle. Warrior. Dolly. There we go. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Shadow. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's fabulous. Yeah, I love it. So and they even so cited are, their music at the end. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so all of those, um, are available to you. These are the lessons that I took my sixth grade students. Feel free to make a copy and make that your own. Here's the actual written out lesson plans with objectives and ISTE standards. Um, this is the, uh, shot doc that you can pop out and make copies of if you, you know, see your kids. And then I had to make, like, I, I use iPads in my tech lab. So I have this iPad checkout system where, you know, there's three partners per, uh, per movie team. And then this slideshow is the actual, what I would have the kids, I would have them scan this with their iPad. So they have the slides on their, uh, their device. So as they're out in the field, they're shooting the shots. They're like, oh, what's that shot? What's next? They pull up the slideshow and they can read that description. Yeah, um, it's like an it's like a digital book they can use, and then like Hans, we have several of the shots. The more complex, so like like pullback reveal, are actually a video clip, so they can see the camera movement, right? Right, right. But so, this is again the edge of protocols mindset: is have kids do it four times. This is not a one shot deal. They should get faster and more complex, faster and more complex. They're not going to start out like the ninja kid. That's not what the first one looks like. But what you're building is that that automaticity, that muscle memory. Boom, boom, boom. Who's doing what? You got this. You got that. Oh, I got a shadow shot idea. Having kids operate like that is so good for their social confidence. And it's a great team building activity. And Miss Jenkins is right. This is um, this is a great way to do remote learning. Um, mm -hmm. And you can totally do this remotely. Um, yeah. I feel like this would. Yeah. It totally work remotely. Um, and then one person said, what grade level? So Hans, what grade levels have you done this with? So sixth grade was my main grade level, but then I did teams of like third and fourth graders. But then I also did team, uh, I think I did teams of first, second and third graders. Now, and all you do is take some of the shots out, right? Yeah, yeah, you could, I, I actually had them do all 19, but you know, I had them do as many as they could with the time that I gave them and then whatever that was, it it's fine. So, yeah, great questions. And then I've got uh two others that I'm going to give away to you guys. If you Google uh John Carippo the circus wagon, John Carippo the circus wagon, and uh, I think Stacy or um, or Stephanie might put this in the in the chat. There's another lesson at We Video called the Circus Wagon, which is I can teach kids Final Cuts Final Cut in 30 minutes using this same mindset. And so basically, the shift is I give the kids 40 seconds of footage and I go like this. Ready? B for blade. No, sorry. E for end of timeline. Hit E. Drop in the clip. Good. Your clip's in. Good. Plus and minus to make it bigger and smaller. Awesome. B for blade. Make 10 cuts. Oh, you didn't make your cuts in the right place? Use the Jesus button. Command Z. Knock it out. Boom, boom, boom. Put them back. Good. Now, put it. It's called the Jesus button because it brings your project back from the dead. Okay. Then here's what transitions are. Drop in 10. The worse, the better. I want to see Indiana Jones, Jaws, Hearts. I want to see crazy. Here's the effects. Drop in 10 effects. And in 30 minutes, kids have inserted footage cut footage, transitioned, titled, effects, 
and exported 30 minutes. Boom. So that'll be a nice follow on. The other one that I love to do real quick, and then I'll give it back to you, Hans, for the end is there's another one. If you guys want to tag, this one is John Carippo, the Swede video, Swede S W E D E. And basically the, the short story is making films as badly as you can based on be kind rewind with Jack black. The Swede fest is the best way to end your semester because what the kids do is they take a three and a half minute um, cinematic trailer. That's how long cinematic trailers are. It's either two and a half or three and a half. And they copy it shot for shot with helicopters hanging from dental floss and cities made out of cardboard and bad green screen. So that's the Swede Fest. And that's another lesson that's loaded up at WeVideo, but they work in all platforms. I'm out, Hans. Do your thing. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming today, uh, this evening. Um, if you guys get a chance, if you have ideas on how we can make this session better, you can go to bit.ly slash Hans Evaluation. It's also on the Google site. And thank you, um, GEG Global, Global GEG for hosting us. This was amazing. And thanks you all for just getting in there and having good times. Hans and I offer free lifetime tech support. That's so right. If you get around to September and you're like, I want to do this thing, but I forgot how email us. We'll set you up. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to today's Global GEG presentation. Make sure you go to our website at globalgeg.org to find more information and ways to connect with us. One way you can connect with us is going to the website and joining our Google group. This will allow you to get a weekly email about upcoming events that Global GEG is hosting. Don't forget you can share this recording with other educators or revisit it at any time at the same YouTube link. If you need a certificate of attendance, make sure you fill out the feedback form. Thank you again for joining us at Global GEG.